Top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. He's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Rick, one of our new friends and supporters to the show, uh, recently opened as we celebrate 12 years. We look uh, to a new player on the scene, and this is our friend Brian Markovich, who uh, has opened Steamworks Mount Pleasant, a uh, very high traffic area, of course, Maine and 7th Avenue. I drive by here all the time. You and I have been in here a couple of times. Cool spot, finally opened. Oh, and we were so looking forward to this. Remember, we did our Mount Pleasant and uh, our Mount Pleasant show, excuse me, and there was paper, crap paper up in the windows, and we were like, when, 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 when? Now it's finally open. Well, now that you are open, Brian, uh, tell us, uh, in terms of your projection back on that show, we did that a few months ago, what did you tell us was a likely time frame to open, and did you meet that time frame? I, I, believe, I believe I told you guys late summer, and we, we definitely did, so, or midsummer, but we, we opened uh, about the second week of August now we've opened, so we're at about eight weeks open at this point. Um, pretty happy about how everything turned out what was it like uh, opening day i mean because you know did, did were people immediately because once you took the paper down i guess more lucky lose were, were peering in the window going oh i'm gonna i gotta check this out yeah it was, it was it was a bit strange opening day we weren't really too sure what to expect so obviously there's you know some people that knew about us opening right at 2 p.m in the afternoon and you know we had a handful of people here right at two o'clock and we thought you know oh, here we go here we go and then Obviously, it sailed off for a couple hours, but actually, as, as the day went on and the evening went on, it, it just got busier and busier, and uh, it's been great ever since. It's been well. I think also what probably helped things along, and Rick, you you can speak to this because we've been doing this show twelve years, and we've seen a lot of brands develop and establish themselves in that time. And Steamworks is one of those really really recognizable brands. Yeah, it's one of the iconic brands, you know, in in the craft beer industry here in in, uh, in BC. Been around for a very very long time. Has grown. Right from from being uh, you know downtown by Waterfront Station to you know their new location in Burnaby, where with the brew house and and the tasting room to to this particular location, and I absolutely love it. Right, south facing patio. Every time we've been in here, Mr. Leary, the sun's been shining. It's it, it, it's almost like a blessing to be here. Uh, and, and to that end, first of all, um, Steamworks is a very well-established brand, and that certainly helps when you, I'm sure the day you put the signage up, that, that certainly helped establish things. But um, you've got a nice uh, nice big patio here. We've been really fortunate with uh, an extended string of unseasonably warm weather. We know sometime soon, might be a week, might be a month, it's going to turn gray and wet. What's the plan? It, yeah, it's been absolutely ridiculous, this weather. Uh, but we'll, we'll take it. People have just been eating it up, loving it here. Uh, but, yeah, as we speak, we got we got guys installing your heaters on the patio right now. Uh, this will be a, a fully four-season patio when we're uh, when we're done with it. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be have this thing open year-round. We'll have our big sliding doors to be able to stay open year-round as well uh, to keep it all in. It is a Steamworks brand, but, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a different vibe for a Steamworks here. Where we still, you know, we do, we do the group parties uh, in big groups, big reservations like downtown does. But, uh, you know, we're just in a different vibe in this place, a little bit more modern. And not to mention the fact that uh, you do have some, some guest taps here. You've got a pretty good selection of beers. This was, was this your vision to, because, I mean, I, I, how many taps do you have here? Yeah, we got 30 taps right now. Uh, we're running about uh, probably around 16 to 18 Steamworks beers, and then the uh, rest would be uh, rotating guest taps. Uh, definitely focusing on the neighborhood guys first as well, you know. Like, want to keep our neighbors on top full time. 
Rick, I turn to you as my uh, my comrade in burgers. Um, you tried the burger here. You've had a couple now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we used to always judge the caliber of a menu by its wings. The wings here are on point. But we've gone beyond wings now. We're sort of judging places by burgers, and everybody has a good burger on their menu. What did you think of the Steamworks burger? Well, you know what? I had the uh, Steamworks burger, all hand-pressed, right? Uh, ground chuck, double-smoked bacon, cheddar on a brioche bun. It was just beautiful. Nicely presented with the uh, poutine. Which a lot of people don't uh, don't remember that's on the on the menu here, but just bang on. So food is obviously a vital part of this. Um, I've tried a couple of items. Uh, what 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 would you say is is your direction in terms of where you're going with food? I, I think we're just trying to, be, to do things a little bit more different, a little bit more modern. I, I, one of our biggest sellers here right now is our our bao buns. We have a couple of different bao buns we do. They're just these, like little cloudy, puffy puffs of goodness that uh, everybody just loves. Like, people are just eating them up in the neighborhood, and uh, that seems to be like a great seller for us. And like kind of like fresh fresh stuff. Our tuna poke bowls are, are selling really well as well, and then obviously burgers are burgers. But uh, those are like the main main ones going right now. Well, it may sound a little weird because uh, it's a beautiful, warm, sunny day in mid-October as we record this show, but, you know, we're a couple months away from Christmas. Um, what, what are the plans? Are, are people starting to book up events for, uh, for, the, for the holidays? Yeah, we, we're starting to book some events. Uh, we're, we're definitely looking to take as many, you know, especially if we get some local companies in here. We'd love our neighbors to come to uh, have their Christmas parties at, at, in a restaurant. Uh, you know, we're able to do groups up to about 80 right now, uh, and, you know, there's a few different spots in the room where we can accommodate 30 or 40. Uh, but, you know, again, like just being in local neighborhoods spot we, we really hope to you know encourage a lot of our neighbors to book their parties here have you been around long enough to sort of notice any trends like is this corner of of east van is this hop country is this lager country like have you noticed anything that there's one type of beer perhaps uh that seems to be blowing through faster than others it's sour country for sure yeah sour country main street uh I, i've noticed for the most part on main street you know uh sours are selling big time here and then, you know, obviously with the beer culture in the neighborhood, too, a lot of IPAs as well. Right? So I think sours and IPAs, and obviously lagers move move as they do. But uh, I, I think, yeah, a lot of sours. We'll, we'll see what happens in the fall here. We'll see if uh, taste changes, the weather gets colder. Well, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about a new sour on the uh, on the program, uh, our collab with Black Kettle called a Back in Black Berry Sour. I'm surprised to hear that because, as we often joke, I mean, I was such a pedestrian beer drinker when I started the show back in 2010. I, I couldn't try anything other than a lager. And, and then I got into a hop head, and, and I thought, okay, I'm never going to jump on the sour train. Now I'm all over sours, and I guess that's just the, the regular transformation of, of an average beer drink. I, I, I agree. I love them, and they're very approachable, whereas, you know, the super hoppy IPAs weren't quite as approachable for your average beer drinker or, like, you know, novice beer drinker, people just getting into it. Sours, they can be all over. There's all kinds of different flavors. It's just endless. Uh, and I just, I just think you find a lot of new beer drinkers finding that a lot more interesting than uh, always finding the ideas. Well, the patio is being winterized as we speak. Uh, this good weather we know will come to an end sooner than later, unfortunately. But uh, fear not, you can always enjoy it at uh, Steamworks at the corner of Main Street and 7th Avenue, one of the most high-traffic areas in the uh, in the lower mainland. Uh, Brian Markovich of Steamworks, thank you so much for bringing us to the show. Thank you, and uh, congrats on the anniversary. Big time, 12 years. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Vancouver Young Actors School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. 
Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Listening to just here for the Beer Radio, our special 12th anniversary program as we broadcast from Steamworks Mount Pleasant. This is on Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3, and available to stream through all streaming devices online at justhereforthebeer.com, on Twitter and Instagram at, a, at JHFTB. Just Here for the Beer Radio is sponsored in part by Vancouver Acting School. You can enroll for post-secondary diploma programs in film, TV, and voiceover. Visit vancouveractingschool.com. Rick, uh, the big 12th anniversary show, and we like to sort of bring on board some of our longtime friends and supporters. And uh, this is a show where we have two of the most amazing and unique laughs in, uh, in, in, in craft beer. Well, I, we were talking about this earlier, Joe. I said there's two people that we know that work in the beer industry that can never work undercover because as soon as you heard them laugh, it was done. And I think this is the first time we brought them together because we've talked to... We've t- what if we ever did a show where backcountry met, met Strathcona Brewing? Uh, we joke, of course, but we love uh, Mark Roberts, who's the director of sales of, of uh, Backcountry Brewing in Squamish. And Ben Reeder is the director of marketing. First of all, Mark, you've been a longtime supporter of the show. Thank you for joining us on 12 Years. Ain't that crazy, 12 Years? It's crazy you guys put up with me for 12 years. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, but all serious, like, congratulations, guys. It's a hell of an accomplishment. I remember in the beginning, you guys were starting it up. Um, it's, in this, uh, it's awesome. Awesome. You guys are still going. It's great. Take, take us back to when you first uh, appeared on the scene as a craft brewer in Squamish. Uh, were you the first on the scene? And what was the landscape like when we started the show in 2010? 35 craft breweries in British Columbia. Um, yeah, so they, House Down was established, and then we had uh, A-Frame open up about four months before Backcountry. Um, there's a few more coming up, House of Funk, but it's, I think the market always there. The customer up in, uh, up in Squamish loves beer. Um, they love adventure. Uh, they love quality. So I think it really, we were not lucky enough to find a little bit of a niche. And then with Ben, with all his marketing and all the events and our outreach within the local community, I think it kind of helps solidify us as hopefully being one of the favorites with the locals. Ben Reeder is the director of marketing for Backcountry Brewing, and uh, and Ben, anytime we've had Mr. Roberts on the show, we always comment on the imaging, the packaging, the naming of the products, and getting the word out there because your, your stuff is just so damn cool. Well, I don't do any of the naming or the uh, making of the labels, but I I try. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the word out there. Well, we try to we we try to bring them to life with. Uh, 
our pop culture references. Uh, we often will we'll do a parody of the video part, and uh, that's sort of our niche. Uh, video works really well. People uh, seem to engage, and uh, the support kind of keeps us going. So we're, uh, we're planning more and more of these uh, videos all the time. You know what, Rick? We talk about this, and I, I mean this in all sincerity, uh, Mark. I'll pay you a huge compliment because there's a couple of people in this industry that we've often talked about and, and held in very high regard because this is about relationship building. And if you're a new brewer on the scene, uh, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. It's hard to get shelf space. It's hard to get tap space. But if you've got relationships, I think one of the kings of that is Mr. Sam Payne. And I would say Mark Roberts is right up there. Oh, oh definitely. And I think like all, in most sales categories, um, it, it is the relationship that you build and, and it's the trust that you build. How have you found when you first became on the scene with, with Backcountry Brewing, all of a sudden, you know, you're a familiar face, familiar laugh, <laughs> but but you're, you're a new brand. Do you not agree that it, it's based on past relationships that sort of give you a, a, a future going forward? 100%. I, uh, that was a great lead in the door. Uh, I will say, like, I, I personally believe the beer is phenomenal. Uh, I see one of the top breweries in BC. Obviously, I'm biased. Um, I think Ben sold uh, himself a little bit short. Like, I think when you're looking at their social media and marketing, like, it's, it comes across as fun. We got our staff involved. It's engaging, a little tongue-in-cheek. So we're really not just trying to sell, like, a product, but a bit of, like, an energy and a way of life as well. Um, and hopefully the customer service matches up to that, though it's really tough. So, Ben, give us a bit of your background. When did you happen on the scene to begin with, and uh, what, what took you to back entry? Uh, yeah, in 2014, I decided to grow some hops on a, on a property on the island and uh, quickly realized I wanted to brew some beer there, and that culminated in meeting Mark and then jumping jumping in with him, and uh, that was <laughs> an entry into the market. Uh, by 2016, we were well underway in building. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, so Ben and I actually met at an actual friend's, my actual friend's Christmas party. His wife was working there. Many. Yeah, <laughs> not that many. Um, and then, uh, and it's like, oh, this uh, Nina's husband wants to talk about hops and like beer. And I was like, I really don't want to talk about beer at a county party. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting Ben a few times earlier, not knowing him, and just totally hit it off. And then, yeah, Ben's one of the partners and has a great hop farm. And just, I don't know how he does it, but going having a hop farm and all our social media, it helps with sales as well, too. It's funny you should mention that because, again, we talk a lot on this show about the fact that people don't appreciate all the time and effort that goes into producing these new combos, these new hybrids. Beer ain't just a beer. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. And I knew when I was young, I knew that hops were in beer, and I thought there was a hop that you put into beer. It certainly is a lot more than just uh, throwing hops into a, into a beer. But uh, in particular, the, the beer that we have out right now, the Maple Bay IPA, is a fresh hop beer where you get the hops directly from the farm and you cut them down and you get them as quickly as you can to the brewery. In our case, we got them over in a helicopter. Uh, that was an extreme situation, but <laughs> it worked out pretty good. Uh, uh, and we're also trying a new technique where we're slow curing uh, hops to make pellets uh, and, and we're getting them into the beer within a week, but we're also giving them triple the amount of time to dry with no heat. So that's a new way of keeping all the flavonoids, all the chirpines inside, and uh, you get a really, really good aroma and flavor out of those hops. I can tell you that. You know, I love when you talk about fresh hop season because it's almost like an organ transplant yeah. where, where the helicopter lands on the roof of the hospital and the organ is fresh and rushed down to emergency. But it literally comes down to kind of like that with fresh hops. And that's one of the things that a lot of people that drink beer... You know, unless you're big into the brewing process, you really don't understand the variety and the energy that goes into bringing these hops in. And from a brewer's standpoint of how they try it and, and the, all the information that goes on behind the scenes about how they pick their hops to create a certain flavor. I think also, though, everybody likes the fresh hop season, except the time of day that you have to do it. I'm sure brewers are going, oh, great, i gotta, I got to be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. 
And let's be honest, a little hard work for Brewers ain't a bad thing. <laughs> you, you are correct. Mark Roberts and Ben Reeder of Backcountry Brewing in Squamish, the 12th anniversary program of Just Here for the Beer Radio Broadcasting from Steamworks in Mount Pleasant. Uh, always something new and uh, some creative names and crap going on with the with Brewers. What, what's going on with you guys? Uh, so Ben can probably talk to us a little bit more, but we uh, do a suck at cancer. This is our third year. We're uh, releasing it. Uh, all our suppliers get on board. Uh, we work with the BC Cancer Foundation. Uh, we're coming. We just came out with a new stout. We're coming out with a, uh, "Don't Cross the Streams," a reference to Ghostbusters, which gets canned tomorrow. Or I guess that'd be Tuesday. Uh, so in a few days from now, actually, we're going to work on the weekends. Uh, and then we have a, a couple of new sours coming out in the next three to six weeks. Uh, we do about 100 beers a year. It's always something fresh. Uh, we're bringing back our um, our passion fruit sour uh, in late November, early December as well. But then you maybe want to talk a little bit more about the suck at cancer. Yeah, so uh, Suck at Cancer, we've raised over $40,000 so far for BC Cancer Foundation. So it is, a, as Mark said, it's a collaboration with a, a lot of our suppliers, uh, Vessel Packaging, uh, BC, uh, the uh, Hops Connect, um, Summit Labels, BSG, all these uh, great companies coming together. Um, and yeah, that's a fantastic... And Chili Tom is uh, the artist who uh, we work with uh, for the labels at his foundation. So we're hoping to raise another fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 this year, and we'll keep it going. And uh, it's also a really fantastic a beer, beer this year <laughs> and a really, really great bad. label. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask an obvious question, but how important a role does social media play in, in getting the word out? Because obviously people can't necessarily sample, but if they see imaging, if they see cool promotion of it does that really help establish a new a new uh, a new flavor yeah i mean i think what we try to do in our marketing is is pull people to our brand and uh as opposed to push uh, products in their face and uh, i don't know if you can hear that but there's an airplane going through the uh street here um yeah so we try and pull people in with our videos and kind of do brand videos it doesn't even matter which beer it is but we'll, we're just trying to promote our brand and our our brand identity mostly and then it sort of falls in line and people uh, are attracted to our products and in the, in this case suck at cancer is a, f- a fundraiser beer so that's another thing that brings people together to support the cause for uh, cancer research well, Rick, in the time we've been doing this program, which is 12 years now, um, we've we found the growth of social media has really helped establish the craft beer industry. Because as we often talk about, when we started back in 2010, there were 35 breweries in B.C. Now the number is somewhere around 300. It's north of 300. But I think it's so vital. And when you have a really cool story and cool imaging and cool names like Backcountry always continually hits the mark, that really helps establish the brand. I think the... the immediacy of, of social media where you take your pictures, you plan your, your things out, it, you know, you don't have to wait for print, you don't have to wait for radio, right? You don't have to wait for the magazine to come out. You know, to be able to give a, a customer or a client a, an immediate access to, to the things that you're doing, I think really puts industry ahead. Well, before we let you go, uh, first of all, congratulations on all the success. We, we, we appreciate your support constantly, and uh, we understand that... Um, there's a little bit more room uh, coming towards a backcountry brewing company near you. Great segue. Uh, yes, we're actually expanding the tasting room to an extra 38 seats. So anybody who's been in the tasting room, it's a bit of a cabining feel. It's just going to be a bit more of a lodge feel. So it's going to be a gas fireplace in the wall. There's going to be a, a stone mantle. This really awesome dark green pheasant wallpaper. It's going to be a barrel room. So there'll be barrels separating the rest of the, the room uh, to the, the tasting room. They'll have 
bar seating. We get a look over the mountains. It's super sexy. It's not done yet, and it looks really good. So we're super excited about that as well. It's been a while since we've made the trek up the Sea to Sky Highway. Rick, we're due for one. Um, what's uh, what's good on the uh, on the menu these days that we must try next time we're there? Whew. Actually, man, look at this. Like we got a new pizza coming in that looks amazing. And I haven't tried it yet. Okay, so today from backcountry, we have an andouille sausage, red pepper, roasted garlic, caprini goat cheese uh, requested by myself. I always request the goat cheese because it's the best cheese. Because it's the goat. It's the greatest of all time cheese, isn't it? Um, Mark Roberts, Ben Reeder of Backcountry Brewing. Thanks to you uh, so much for your support, and we look forward to uh, seeing you again down the road. Cheers. And congrats hey, quickly to Brian and the Steamworks team. It's a beautiful space here. If you haven't been, if you haven't been please check it out. But uh, to you guys, Joe and Rick, phenomenal job. Thanks for supporting the craft beer industry and having like saps like us come on the show and, and making us sound good. I mean, it's it's a real honor to be a part of like of your guys' uh, adventure. Cheers. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Thank you. Happy anniversary. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group, West Coast Realty. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. It is the 12th anniversary of Just Here for the Beer Radio broadcast and podcast on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. You can also stream us through all major streaming devices or go to justhereforthebeer.com at JHFTB on Instagram and Twitter. Well, even though it's our birthday, the present goes to you. We've got a beautiful Godfather Trilogy collection. This is now the 50th anniversary that the Godfather won three Academy Awards, including Best Picture in 1972. The Godfather Trilogy presented in 4K Ultra HD courtesy of Paramount. It's remastered and restored. All you need to do is follow us on social media at JHFTB. We will accumulate all of the new followers in the listen of this podcast, and we will make a random draw, and you could win the Godfather Trilogy in 4K Ultra HD, courtesy of Paramount Pictures and our good friends at Shin Communications. This 
This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTV. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. It is the 12th anniversary of Just Here for the Beer Radio. You're listening to it on Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3, available for download through all streaming devices. Go online at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. 12 years in, and uh, Rick, it's always kind of cool to revisit some of the loyal, long-term supporters of the show, and this gentleman needs no introduction. He's actually identified by his laugh, is he not? Well, we were just talking about this off-air. There's like two people that we know in the beer industry that could never work undercover, because as soon as they started laughing, it'd give them away. Oh, that's, that's, that's when I have to come up with a fake laugh and laugh exactly like that. <laughs> well, he is one of them, and a really good guy, Mr. Nick Nazarek, who is the head brewer, brewmaster. I always get that wrong. There's so many years. There's so many years where I was head brewer. You know what? Okay, but normally I always go over this beforehand. The first time I didn't, and I get it wrong. Anyway, brewmaster Nick Nazarek of Strathcona Brewing on on Hastings in, uh, of course, East Van. Uh, good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Absolutely. Well, we're celebrating. We uh, we have cupcakes. We have uh, celebratory cupcakes, who we must give love to, by the way. Cindy Treats. Look her up on Facebook. She's done. Uh, she did an amazing, an amazing job on our 10-year anniversary cake. I think you guys have all seen pictures of that. Uh, it was just incredible. And speaking of anniversaries, before we go too much further, uh, you're coming up on, on one at Strathcona. Yes, I believe we're coming up on number six. So, you know, as you said, it comes up quickly. You know, the years turn over, and then next thing you know, you look up, and there it is. It's coming up November 21st, as it will be our, our, our day at the well, very uh, What was the landscape like when Strathcona entered the scene six years ago? Because when we started 12 years ago, there were 35 breweries in British Columbia. Now we're north of 300. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's kind of the same kind of thing. Like, it was kind of, there were a couple big boys that were around. There was a couple people that were just kind of starting out, but it was pretty much unsaturated waters, very much like unlike today, which is kind of interesting, you know? You things where there wasn't hazy IPAs at the time. <laughs> that was a thing. It was very much more traditional. You know, people here were always on the cutting edge and they were always pushing the boundaries. Brewers were always kind of doing things here a little bit more out of the box than you'd say in Ontario or or Alberta at the time uh, or anywhere through the interior. But, you know, that, that kind of just comes with the territory. I'm being on the West Coast, I think, and so close to Portland and having so much West Coast influence. And I remember, Rick, when they entered the scene, there's not a lot of families in the beer business. There's the brothers, you know, the Almond brothers, uh, Cody and Clay in, uh, in Twin Sales in Port Moody. Uh, and, of course, this was the father and son dinner. Well, and, and that's exactly true. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Nick, is you travel a lot. When you go out and you see all these different breweries, where, where, do you, where, where does Vancouver kind of fit in, in that? In that? Like in, city, in terms of city-wise, like oh, I think we hold our head quite high. Um, we, excuse me. We have a lot of excellent, excellent breweries here that have been doing great things. Whether that be across the board uh, in lots of different fields or specifically in specific fields like people like Daggerhead who do make amazing Belgian beers or people like like um, like Superflux who make like new, new, new age, super hazy IPAs. People who've always kind of people out here have always been pushing the boundary and kind of getting out there to really. And, and that's kind of where, where that, that creativeness comes from. Right. It's just about doing things that haven't been done before. And if they stick, then they stick. And then that kind of becomes a trend. Right. Now, uh, we've had you on the show many times, Nick, and we know that you're you're very science-based. And, and for people, we, we don't say that as in jest because for people that don't realize, you know, you don't just make a beer. There's a lot of time and effort, energy, and, and basically physics and, and chemistry. all chemistry that, that goes into it. Yeah. And you and you seem to rebel in that. But at the end of the day, it is called beer, and, and Joe Average wants a, a, a good old drink and beer. What's, uh, what's new on, uh, on the menu at, at Strathcona? 
Uh, so we've recently just come out with a mango mandarin creamsicle sour. So uh, mango mandarin. Uh, this time we used Tahitian vanilla, which I find adds a little bit more. Of, they say it's like a spice, but it adds like a different type of sweetness than the Madagascar bourbon, which is what you get a lot of the time. It's a lot more caramely, um, but it just adds it like, I don't know, like it's, it's a delicious beer. It almost tastes like, like very much as you would expect with the ingredients, like the milk that you get after you have like a bowl of Fruit Loops. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> and, and these are conversations that, you know, when we look back on the origins of this show, and we started back in 2010, there were no sour beers. And, and if somebody had mentioned a mango, mandarin, what? Grimsicle. Grimsicle beer. We'd go, you're crazy. Get out of here. Well, and, and again, to build on what what Nick said, I think you know part of it is is the consumers that we that we have here in the Lower Mainland, them traveling and coming back, whether it's to Portland, whether it's to Europe, whether it's to Asia, and coming back with some of those unique fla uh, flavor profiles and driving our our brewers to be creative, right? And you've heard me say this before. I think these guys are like little mad scientists, right, with the, their little lab coats on, coming up with all of these things. Like you know, Nick just mentioned Tahitian vanilla. Well, to you and I, vanilla is vanilla. Right, but then when you start breaking it down and, and looking at all these finite little infinite little little flavor profiles, it, it's just amazing. But I guess at the same time, though, Nick, I mean, for example, vanilla is vanilla to us, but chocolate isn't just chocolate because there's several different varietals of chocolate. Well, just like a lot of uh, like wine has terroir, there's terroir in many plants, right? And terroir is literally just how a plant reacts to the type of soil that it's growing in and the climate that it's growing in, right? So much like we have. Um, much like we have different wine varietals you, that'll grow differently in different soils, we have different hop varietals here. Just like how you can get, uh, like how you have Cascade in New Zealand ha Cascade and Australian Cascade or, or American Cascade. Uh, the American Cascade is very like floral and kind of citrusy, whereas you bring it over to New Zealand, it immediately gets very, very like extra piney and that kind of thing, right? Uh, and, and it's the same for, for a lot of things. Chocolate, like you said, is one of them, so... He is Nick Nazarek, the brewmaster of Strathcona Brewing. This is our 12th anniversary just here for the beer broadcast and podcast. Broadcasting from the all-new Steamworks Mount Pleasant at the corner of Main Street and 7th Avenue. Now, of course, you introduced uh, one new beer there. Of course, you have a couple of staples. The beach is a big, big fan. What what else is on the menu at Strath? Uh, we're actually just launching our new our winter beach as well. So the crispy is coming back, or blue beach. Uh, it's cranberry mandarin. That'll be coming out end of next week. Uh, we also have an imperial peach pineapple passion fruit sour that just came out that I'm actually extremely proud of. It's one that oftentimes when you have so much going on, it's hard to pull everything apart. But I find that when you try this, you can really taste each individual fruit kind of in its own turn. It like starts out with pineapple and then it goes into peach and then immediately finishes with like the passion fruit kind of at the end, which is really cool. Uh, but then we're also for the anniversary coming up, uh, we're going to be doing a mixed four pack, which is going to be a double pale ale and a clear like West Coast style double pale ale and a hazy double IPA in a mixed four pack. Now, when the word double enters into the equation, does that sort of double or increase the alcohol by volume? Yeah, I think they're going to be both around seven and a half. It's kind of what I want to aim for. That's the plan, at least. And uh, you uh, you have other events going on at Strathcona. Welcome to uh, the quarter of Main and 7th, by the way. But um, what other events are going on at Strathcona these days? Uh, so we're doing alternating Mondays. We're doing um, a trivia night as well as drag bingo. So. Uh, I believe the first night, well, last weekend was, was Thanksgiving, so let me just see really quick here. The first one is every second Monday, well, that doesn't do any good. <laughs> just know that every sec, every Monday is either bingo or, uh, or trivia, so yes. And uh, we always ask you, and we'd be risked if we didn't. Um, we haven't been to Strathcona in a while, Rick, uh, but we always enjoy a good pizza there. Oh, we love the pizzas there. Okay, what's, uh, what are you chomping on these days that, uh, that's worth two thumbs up? Oh, they just started doing deep dish. 
I gotta give the Guzzy the Deep to shout out. Though uh, it's kind of on the secret menu, so you gotta kinda ask for it. But I think they do it. They have at least enough for six or seven a day. Um, also, we started doing meatballs again. Meatballs are done by one of our, our sous chef, uh, Jordan. Oh my god, he made these balls and they were so good. He's also They also do vegan meatballs as well, which are actually surprisingly good too. I'm, I'm, I was extremely impressed. Um, but they did, did a, a meatball deep dish pizza that was like, like just kill me now. I can die happy. He is the brewmaster of Strathcona Brewing on Hastings in East Van. His name is Nick Nazarek. Thanks for joining us on our 12th anniversary and congrats on your upcoming set. Oh, thank you guys. Congratulations to you guys as well. Thanks for having me. Have a cupcake. Oh, I definitely will. Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at Vancouver VancouverYoungActorSchool.com You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. You are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, available for download through all streaming devices. Sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and the flagship location, Liquor on 248th in Langley. Check out Angry Otter Liquor. It's where local lives. Find a location near you, angryotterliquor.crs. Joel Leary and Rick Mohabir, uh, 12 years uh, in the works. Uh, we're working now on year 13, Rick, believe it or not, broadcasting from the new Steamworks in Mount Pleasant and uh, revisiting some folks that have been great supporters and friends of ours throughout the course of time. And way back when, I'm going back to the, the year 2010, I do want to say, and 2011, uh, Richard Wallach, Vancouver Foodster, a good friend of the show, great supporter of the industry, great supporter of hospitality in the Lower Mainland and beyond, because I saw you recently were in Seattle, and my goodness, can folks in Washington State eat, huh? They sure can eat, but you know, it's a bit of a different scene down there than it is up here, so it's always good to explore different areas around the area. And I remember the one time, I swear to God, there was a res- restaurant chain called Ruth's Chris. I had a, I had a meal at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Seattle. I thought I was going to burst. They don't know anything about, like, they cook with butter, and it's all delicious. But my goodness, if you're trying to maybe cut a few calories out, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to eat in the U.S. if you're going to cut out calories. Because their portion sizes are a lot bigger than ours. People don't even realize in Vancouver, you know, what you're eating here are smaller versions. These are not these huge versions. Like, I had I had a steak down at there at a bourbon steakhouse in Seattle. It was very good. But also, it was like a, it was a large piece of meat for one person. So uh, they definitely know how to cook. And, Rick, you're, you're a guy that in, enjoys every last bite. Uh, I'm sure you've had some good uh, Washington State, if not U.S., experience. Well, well, I'm a little on the rotund side. But, yeah, I do love my food. And, and you know what? When you find a good spot, I have been to Ruth Chris. I actually was down there in, in Vegas for my birthday. Um, it's just awesome. Just awesome. 
Richard Wallach, the Vancouver Foodster. You've been at this game a year more than us. We're, you're, you're 13 years in. We're a dozen years in. And I know the landscape when we started the show, and people went, okay, so hang on. You're doing a broadcast. This, there was no podcast at this point, just a broadcast on beer. And it was tough trying to get people to realize what we're doing, never mind maybe paying to be a sponsor on the show. What was it like when you first started doing your food challenges? Did people get it immediately? Um, you know, like everything takes a bit of time, right? You know, you have to start somewhere. And I sort of started out, I've got this idea. I want to make it work. Let's try it. Let's get, first of all, let's get people out doing things, right? Because a lot of things were... People have, restaurants have menus, or chefs have, like, we've got to curate it this way. But then they need to have some fun on the side. Otherwise, they're going to be very bored and they're going to leave. So this was a way of creating, to get people creating something new in their restaurant, put it on the menu for a few weeks, get people out there and excited. So it's worked, you know, for 13 years or, I don't know, 11 years of doing challenges now. It just keeps on going. And, you know, pandemic was difficult for sure because, you know, I was running challenges with three restaurants in a challenge. I did not want to do that, but I did it just for them. It was more of like just keeping it rolling for them and get them through the pandemic and now things are looking better so for people that aren't familiar you, you do these series of food challenges be it meatballs or burgers or whatever the food item may be you enlist the number of restaurants locally and you get people to go and try their entry and i'm sure you've experienced everything from some incredibly good entries to oh my god are you serious entries? yes completely <laughs> right across the gamut completely because you know everybody has a different idea first of all of what a creation is going to look like and how they're going to present it and you know presentation is key taking a really good photo with your iphone is amazing you can do that you don't have to hire a photographer whatever but people do but then also taking up a, a really bad photo in a kitchen of a burger on the pass is not the way to do it but they do have you noticed how professional Richard is? Like, uh, we have this delicious-looking cupcake, which we've been promoting and giving to all our guests. He decides, because he's too professional, to eat it before he goes on with us. He's going to enjoy it after. Well, professionalism. Come on. Th those are the people that we surround ourselves with, Mr. Leary. So uh, we've seen some places, unfortunately, get shuttered uh, due to the pandemic. And um, it, it looks like, for the most part... Everything is kind of back to uh, some degree of normal. Um, is the restaurant industry in the Lower Mainland, is it vibrant again? I think it is. You know, actually, I posted this morning on my Instagram on Van Foodster a whole thing about this. And I talked about that we've got momentum back again, but we haven't had this in a long time. And now I see, like, I'm out in restaurants a lot now. I'm like, not as much as I was pre-pandemic because I wanted to cut down a little bit. But... Uh, but I see the momentum. I see what's going on in all these restaurants. And most of them, the good ones, are busy. And they're busy every night. And you can see how the pieces fall together. And it's, it's looking good. Well, I'll tell you what I admire about you, Richard. Uh, one thing that's so important to remember is that if you don't like something, it might not be for you. Don't pan it. Don't put it down. You know, just treat it with respect. Because we found in the beer world, there's some crazy-ass beers out there. I may not like them, you may not like them, but somebody does. Be respectful, and I think that's one of the things that we've always appreciated about the Vancouver Foodster is that you treat people respectfully and let the folks decide if they like it or not. First, that's the way to do it because you never know if someone's having a bad day, right? A chef could have had a, could have had a bad day, and he may have taken it out on your burger or whatever, but you got to give him credit for that, right? Maybe tomorrow's a better day. Well, we appreciate your support, and we look forward to having you on our program more going forward. Congrats on 13 years. Enjoy our 12th anniversary cupcake. Well, congratulations to both of you guys. To keep a show like this going for so many years takes a lot a lot of passion, a lot of credit, because you cannot do these kinds of things. I mean, it's just like it also helps create such a vibrant scene. You know, all this beer that's going on, there's, I never thought there'd be so many breweries out there, especially this many years into it. And look what's going on. There are breweries everywhere, the whole city, around the city, breweries distilleries and everything that's going on 
could even happen if there were passionate people behind the scenes kind of talking about it and getting into it. Uh, we're a year behind you, but continued success to us both. Thanks, Richard. Uh, thank you for having me, and it's great. Congratulations to both of you. It is the 12th anniversary of Just Here for the Beer radio broadcast and podcast on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. You can also stream us through all major streaming devices or go to justhereforthebeer.com at JHFTB on Instagram and Twitter. Well, even though it's our birthday, the present goes to you. We've got a beautiful Godfather Trilogy collection. This is now the 50th anniversary that the Godfather won three Academy Awards, including Best Picture in 1972. The Godfather Trilogy presented in 4K Ultra HD, courtesy of Paramount. It's remastered and restored. All you need to do is follow us on social media at JHFTB. We will accumulate all of the new followers in the listen of this podcast, and we will make a random draw, and you could win the Godfather Trilogy in 4K Ultra HD, courtesy of Paramount Pictures and our good friends at Shin Communications. You are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is Just Here for the Beer Radio and broadcast podcast available on Sportsnet 650 AM. Also on 96.9 FM HD3 and available for streaming through all major streaming devices. Just here for the beer.com on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir, our 12th anniversary show is your broadcast from Steamworks Mount Pleasant. The all-new location uh, opened very recently and looking forward to a great winter season because as we speak, as we record the show... The patio heaters are going in, so we're preparing for... We know that the weather is going to turn any any day, any week now, and you want to be sure that you're covered, and they, they will be. That's right. That liquid sunshine is coming sooner than we think. When uh, we were talking about the 12th anniversary show, word went out far and wide. We even have somebody came all the way down from Vernon to join us on the show. Longtime friend and supporter of the show. Uh, Jimmy Darbyshire, who is the director of marketing for Russell Brewing. Uh, Jimmy, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to make that long, adventurous trek. But um, what took you up to Vernon in the first place? Everything's just a little bit slower up there. Everybody's a little more calmer. Traffic's not nearly as bad. And to be honest, deep down, I'm hoping that we can just find a spot up there that we can open up a Russell tasting room. So we'll see what happens. Before we talk about Russell and the fact that you recently opened your tasting room, finally, what, what's, the, what's the beer scene in Vernon? Is there a beer scene in Vernon? Uh, Vernon is struggling in the, uh, in the beer department, especially the craft beer department. Uh, if you make a quick jaunt over to Kelowna, uh, it's only 45 minutes. Uh, they've got a pretty good scene over there. They've got some great breweries um, up there, and uh, it's evolving quickly. So I'm hoping that uh, Vernon can you know, grab some of that steam and have some new breweries open there. I think what he's telling us but not telling us is there's going to be a Russell Tasting Room in Vernon. Very subtly. Well, first of all, congratulations, because the last time we had you on the program, I believe we were broadcasting from your finely opened tasting room in Surrey, which it just astounds people when you consider the size of Surrey, the second biggest city in the province of British Columbia. Uh, only has two breweries. Uh, you've got municipalities that have, have way more, but it took you so long to get open. We're not going to dwell on that, but what has it been like? Because I think when we recorded the show there, you were kind of open, but you weren't officially open. What's it? What was it like the minute you opened your doors saying, that's right, Surrey, come on in? 
Uh, it was a huge relief, and everybody has just been so uh, gracious and, and excited, and everyone who's come in. And there's been a lot of people waiting a very long time. It's not just us. It's the community itself that, you know, we've been talking about this for six years. And to finally open our doors and to, to be able to, you know, show people really what Russell's all about and, and try experimental brews and, and, you know, give them that opportunity to try some new stuff, it's just been uh, unbelievable for us. It's got to be so weird because, I mean, in all the time that we've been doing this show, all 12 years of it, Rick, you know, generally speaking, these places have had tasting rooms where they can see the immediate feedback. Yeah, you can get your reps in their cars, load up their trunks, take them to, uh, you know, retail locations, but you don't see the immediacy. These guys have been 25 years in the game without being able to actually see Joe and Joanne Public sit at a bar and get their reaction to what's on tap. Well, I think it's just a part of the evolution of the industry now, Joe, is that the tasting room is now sort of your your way of getting your product out out there to people you know like it used to be when you walked into a liquor store there was a tasting girl there and everybody did your tastings but now with a with a tasting room the customers actually come to you and you you know they want to try your beer so that's why they're, they're plunking their butts in those seats right and so you know surrey i think has just been too long for them and I'm, I'm really glad that this has finally happened for Jimmy and the guys at Russell. Well, and the other thing I hear, uh, the, the rumor going through the, uh, the rumor mill and the, uh, the beer grapevine, is that uh, there might be a little bit larger tasting room available uh, in Surrey coming sometime soon. Yeah, we, when we first applied, we were uh, there was some stringent rules and, and bylaws and things that were sort of hindering us and the space that we could open. So we were only allowed 500 square feet. Uh, Oddly enough, within a month of us opening, all of those bylaws have changed, and we can now open uh, a larger space. And so we have put in the applications, and we are going to be op- hopefully opening uh, a larger room. I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but I'd love to say sometime later next year, uh, we'll go from uh, 30 seats to a proposed uh, 90 seats. Well, let's hope you don't have to fax in the blueprints and, and wait 25 years on, on that process. I hear, by the way, that uh, Surrey wants to open a 60,000-seat stadium. So, you know, if they'll allow that, you never know. Well, exactly. If they can do that, you, I'm sure they can uh, approve the, the permits for a 60-room, uh, or excuse me, a 60-seat tasting room. So, in all seriousness, let's talk about beer because that's what Russell's all about. And it's funny because when I thought about the fact that we were doing this 12th anniversary show... And my connection to you, Jimmy, was I, I, we reached out, we connected with each other because you were about to rebrand, re, sort of put a fresh coat of paint on, on an established brand because Russell is, is among the OGs of the industry, I, you know, 25 years plus. And uh, you've done an amazing job of that because, again, it was fine beer, started by the Russell brothers. It's been through an interesting history over the course of years. But uh, it was an established brand that just kind of needed a makeover. And we, we had a, we've had a great makeover, and, and we've seen some wonderful brewers come through our door. Uh, we currently now have uh, Zach from Central City, who's our uh, brewery operations, um, and our head brewer, Graham, who's doing an incredible job, uh, Mark and Rebecca. And we just have a fantastic group of uh, people working for us right now brewing beer. And we now have a platform where we can really have those brewers test batch and, and put out a lot of crazy, unique beers. We're, we're wanting to do a couple beers a month. Uh, we want to release a lot of new beers, and we want to keep it sort of that real micro feel. Um, I know a lot of people look at, look at us as a macro brewery in, in, in the craft beer game, um, but we're going to show them that we're, we're still very much a micro brewery, and we're going to put out a lot of new beers and, and keep them interesting and unique. How many, uh, how many do you have on tap in your tasting room right now? Uh, we have 15 beers on tap, one cider, one nitro line, and two uh, slushies. We've got a margarita slush and a rotating beer slush. That sounds pretty damn good. What uh, what did you bring today, Jimmy? 
we had to do a fresh hop because you just have to do a fresh hop. That that is craft beer, and we have a banana split Dunkelweizen. You know, because, I, I, because you have to. Yeah, I, I could have brought you a lager, yeah. <laughs> but why would I do that? <laughs> So, Jimmy, when you're looking at these and you're coming up with some of these, is that led by you as the marketing dude, or is that led by the brew team? Oh, God, no. I'm not that creative. Uh, we have a, we have an incredibly creative brew team, and they spend countless hours researching you know, beers around the world and um, looking at different recipes. And, and we have a, a great little test batch system in the brewery that um, we have six different tanks that they're, they're constantly trying new beers. And, you know, this is sort of the end result of, of those beers that they're constantly trying and rotating. How was the uh, summer, by the way? The, you had probably a couple months with a, with a tasting room finally open. Was it, was it booming? The tasting, the tasting room was great. Um, you know, we hate to harp on Surrey, but they still haven't allowed us a patio. A patio would have been nice. And you are in a strip mall, a little industrial strip mall. You've got a patio right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, again, we're hoping to have a patio next year. I'm sorry, that makes too much sense. That's that's why it hasn't happened. It makes too much damn sense. But but maybe next year? Uh, next year, that's part of the plans that we're submitting. They've changed the bylaw for parking spaces, so we're now allowed to apply for a patio we weren't previously. Um, so we're excited about that because, you know, the patio makes a difference. It allows people to bring their dogs, um, and, and, that's a, and that's a huge thing. Uh, the, the great thing about tasting rooms is it's very inclusive to families and, and dogs, and um, it's different than, say, the pub scene or the... It's it's a community it's a community hub is is almost how it works. So. Well, I know we're gonna have to plan future appearances by Jimmy Darbyshire on the program around his Vernon commute schedule, um, and or maybe we'll go up to Vernon and maybe maybe there'll be a maybe it'll be a Russell, a Russell tasting room maybe opening in in Vernon. You, you never lots of wine up there. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jimmy Darbyshire, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for your support and um, and all the best to you as you. Enjoy your, your new family life in Vernon. We'll see you back again in Vancouver soon. Congratulations on uh, your anniversary, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. We are broadcasting from the all-new Steamworks Mount Pleasant on Main Street at the corner of 7th Avenue in East Van. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com. You can follow us on social media at JHFTB. This is our 12th anniversary uh, show, and uh, there's been a couple of trademarks that we like to sort of tie our anniversaries in with, Rick, uh, as of the 20, or the 10th anniversary show. Great food in terms of pastries, and, and your friend produced a cake that was just spectacular. Oh, we've been talking about it with some of our guests off air here, and, and Cindy's Treats, look her up on Facebook. She does some amazing, amazing, uh, whether it's cupcakes, whether it's cookies, charcuterie boards, sheet cakes, specialty occasion cakes, birthday cakes, you name it. T- get get in touch with her. She'll she'll definitely hook you up. And uh, this year, of course, it's cupcakes. Maybe next year we'll go for it. Just here for the beer, 13th anniversary charcuterie board. What do you think? It, it, hey, you never know. Well, the other thing, and this is to prove how life has come full circle. When we started the show in October of 2010, we were broadcasting on 6:50 a.m., which at that point was called CL Oldie CL 6:50. And one of our first guests was this next gentleman. Uh, we've come full circle 12 years later. We're back on 6:50 now. Sportsnet 6:50. 
but the very first collab beer we did was done with this gentleman, Mr. Paul Mulgrew. Uh, you were working for another brewery at the time, and you put together an Imperial IPA. And I remember, Paul, it was a bit of a tough sell because it was like 9% or something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we did well with it. I thought we came out the gates nice. Well, well, we did. And, of course, now Paul is uh, uh, running Black Kettle Brewing in North Vancouver, one of those undiscovered gems that's been around longer than most people seem to think. How many years has it been there? We're going into our ninth anniversary coming January, so a little bit behind you guys. But, yes, happy anniversary to you guys. Happy 12th. Well, thank happy you. to celebrate it with you. And, uh, and we are celebrating it with, uh, we've done, I think, um, eight or nine collab beers over the course of our history. This is dangerous territory, what I would have thought a couple of years ago, because I was not into the sour game at all. No, not at all. And I, I think you're just like everybody else, Joe. I think your your palate has has expanded, and given some of the the beers that we've been exposed to during the show, um, you went from the lager guy to the, the super curl your toes IPA guy, and now you're digging on sour. So I think it, just like you, uh, many beer drinkers out there have gone through that experience. Well, we uh, congratulate Paul Mulgrew and Black Kettle Brewing and Sarah, your head brewer, for creating our special 12th anniversary beer. Uh, I'll let you do the rest. Tell us what we're drinking here. This is a beautiful blackberry blood orange sour. Um, and yeah, Rick stole my line. I was going to talk about the metamorphosis of lager to IPA to Sour Joe. <laughs> no, you stole it. Um, so yeah, it's delicious. Uh, not too sour. Doesn't turn your face inside out. Uh, and that blood orange is just a really interesting addition to make it sort of not only uh, simmer on your tongue, but also have a really nice sort of citrusy finish to make you want another sip. You know, it, it's amazing because in the, in, the, in the years that we've been doing this program, we've seen bar menus and, and beer list menus expand. And now I think to have a well-balanced beer menu, you kind of need to have a sour on it. Well, definitely. I think it's it's sort of, I don't, I don't want to say the darling of the moment. Like, you know, like you said, we, we went through the super, you know, hoppy West Coast IPAs to an ISA to the Northeast Hazy. I think right now, just because we have access to all those wonderful berries and fruits and whether it be stone fruit or whatever, a sour generally kind of fits what, what we grow here locally. Well, Paul, I want to take us through the process. I want you to take us through the process here because when we sat down and talked about doing a collab beer uh, to celebrate our anniversary and to work with Black Kettle Brewing, that's basically where the conversation started. Pick up the rest of it. You kind of decided, well, maybe we should try going in this direction. So is this something that you kind of felt would complement your, your, your beer menu at Black Kettle? Uh, absolutely. We had, at the time, we had uh, the Mango Tango out, which was being well-received, and that's the thing. You kind of want to just follow the market, and I think when, when, the, when the audience shifts, I think you were the one that called it maybe six years ago on one of our green couch sessions. You were like, you asked me, is sour going to become a trend? And at the time, I said no, but look how long it's taken, and now it is, right? Um, and that's why I was hesitant at the time, because it is so uh, abrasive on the tongue, and it is an abrasive experience, but I think that dynamicism between your palate, your tummy, your brain is what makes you want to come back for another one. And I think uh, it's an easy one to add on the end of the taps for something interesting for people to try. Well, I recall the day uh, that I was up there. Rick, you weren't able to, to join in on the meeting, but we sat down with Paul and, and their head brewer, Sarah, and she had her big notepad there. And it, like, the eyes were just lighting up because it, when we started sort of zeroing in on what it was we were going to do, that's when brewers really go to work because they love this stuff. Well, what a timeline, though, right? Like That was maybe like maybe two months ago, and we pulled it off. So, yeah, we start with a little short list of seasonals and then sort of also going back and forth with you in terms of what you think the series needs, which is interesting, right? Now you've got your own sort of just here for the beer series of beers, which is great, right? What, what have you done? What haven't you done? And that's part of the brewing process is what makes it interesting for you to make. And then in turn, hopefully the customers respond to that as well. 
He is Paul Mulgrew from Black Kettle Brewing. We're broadcasting from Steamworks Mount Pleasant at the corner of Main Street and 7th Avenue. It's our 12th anniversary show. We've got a brand new collab beer with the wonderful folks at Black Kettle. The Back in Black Berry Sour. The imaging is so spot on. Uh, when can people get this um, on the shelves and, and on tap? So we have it going on tap at Backyard up in Squamish this week, and we're doing a little launch party at Chop and Chew on Lonsdale uh, this Saturday, so uh, hopefully we'll get some good feedback on that. Uh, and then it'll be available in stores within the next week or two. We just got our LDB listing and our barcodes and our labels are out for print. So yeah, within two weeks, just before Halloween, should be hitting. Well, you were saying uh, coming up on nine years for Black Kettle Brewing in North Van. I reintroduced myself to the brand uh, not that long ago because it's a little off the beaten path. When you think of where the beer scene seems to be on the North Shore, it's a little bit down from that. But it's on a dog walking uh, trail. There's a train uh, that rolls right by. It's a really picturesque little setting. Uh, What else have you got going on at Black Kettle? Yeah, the Spirit Trail, the dog-friendly patio, and our burgers, uh, as well as our great classic beer styles are what we're known for. Uh, so right now we're just emphasizing that. we got an October Burger Fest going on, so each week we got two burgers going head-to-head. Um, right now it's uh, a new Naboot versus a Lucy Juicy. And then uh, next week we'll have our Drunken Smash, which is our best seller, going head-to-head with a Pickleback Burger. So that's a whiskey bacon jam and a brie cheese. Should be delicious. Well, speaking of burgers, I saw you wolf one down earlier here at Steamworks. What, what did you have? I... Um, Actually, the burgers here have been bang on. Both of the burgers that I've had here, handmade patties, everything, nice and tall, brioche bun, right? It, it, oh. You know what's really funny is that Rick and I do a lot of traveling around, calling meetings in bars and tap rooms and all of that. We used to always judge a place by its wings. Now I think you kind of judge a place by its burgers, right, Paul? Absolutely. <laughs> So, so you have uh, you have something a big event uh, dealing with craft beer coming up on the North Shore? Yeah, our little corner of the woods is getting its uh, shine. So we have North Shore Craft Beer Week coming up the first week of November. Uh, so we got a nice little festival down at the shipyards to kick that off November 3rd. And then we have our own sort of burger challenge night on November 9th where we'll be announcing the finalists from our burger tournament uh, and putting that one on the menu and sort of submitting it for the big uh, Vancouver Burger Challenge uh, for November. Our brand new collaboration, 12-year anniversary of Just Here for the Beer with Black Kettle Brewing, the Back in Black Berry Sour, available very shortly on shelves. Please be sure to ask for it. And uh, there's probably been no bigger supporter of this program over the course of its run than Mr. Paul Mulgrew. Uh, We've grown as you've grown and moved around as you've moved around. Thank you, my friend. Cheers to you. Well, cheers, and uh, RIP to Colin. Uh, He was a a good friend of mine, and I really appreciate that you guys have kept going on in his in his legacy, and it's been a really fun journey to, to watch you guys grow and to do some beers with you. It's something I always wanted to do, and I'm glad we can do it now. Thank you so much. Paul Mulgrew, this is Just Here for the Beer from Steamworks Mount Pleasant. Just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. That is a wrap for our special 12th anniversary show. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio, now moving into year 13. We're broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM, HD3, available for streaming through all major streaming devices online, just here for the beer.com, and on Twitter and Instagram, at JHFTB. Well, Rick, um, it's been a long road, and we continue to plow down that road and, and see where the industry takes us and where our sponsors and supporters take us. And we have to thank Brian Markovich of Steamworks 
uh, Mount Pleasant, which, of course, is on Main Street at 7th Avenue. Thanks for being such a, a great supporter of the show. Backcountry Brewing, our friends Ben and Mark from Backcountry. Also, Nick from Strathcona Brewing. Jimmy Russell, or sorry, Jimmy Russell, Jimmy Darbyshire from Russell Brewing, and, uh, and, and also Paul Mulgrew, who, along with Black Kettle Brewing, produced our first ever sour and pretty good. Pretty darn good, actually. I mean, we, we both started to groove on the sours this summer, and uh, I think we, we, we kind of nailed this one, Mr. Larry. Absolutely, we did. It is called Back in Black berry sour which is available very shortly uh you can uh, contact us for more information also our friend richard wallach vancouver foodster all people that have supported this program over the years and as we always do as we look back on uh, on the past it's always kind of a melancholy occasion because we started this program in october of 2010 with your former business partner the late great colin jack we did a couple of radio shows together and unfortunately he got called home he did and uh <laughs> as much as uh I know it's an emotional time, and we always it just goes to speak of the impact this man had on our lives, certainly on your life. But 12 years later, we still get choked up when we talk about it. But we we couldn't do an anniversary show without paying homage to Colin Jack. He'd be really happy and proud to see where the BC Brew industry has gone because I think he really saw the potential in it, and that's why he was so driven to to help support what we started he certainly was and god bless colin jack and also our thanks to uh, your cupcake lady who does not disappoint oh look up cindy's treats on on uh, on facebook and you'll see some of the things that she's done cindy flavel it is just um, amazing i love you hard to believe 12 years later we're still around and we're now going into year 13 rick all the best to you my friend and we'll see you again next month cheers Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.